real quick, guys. Yeah, now it's now it's game time. I'm gonna actually lean the yeah. other way, and I'm gonna go Bengals this week. I don't think in a million years the Cowboys are beating the Falcons by four and a half. The only reason why I'm gonna take Denver on this one is because of that half point, and I think Green Bay minus six all day long. One thing I don't like is the Titans by nine. I like the Jaguars all day long to keep it closer. I'm taking the Rams to beat that spread. I'm gonna say the competition goes to Phillip Rivers. Give me the Colts. There's no way on this planet the Bears are beating the Giants by four and a half points. I'm all over the Giants on that one. Pretty much gonna give away my pick as it is. The 49ers are only favored seven. Cardinals by six and a half. Take the Cardinals all day long here. But I'm yeah. still gonna say yeah. Baltimore wins this 35 to about 20. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Ravens. And I and I and I like and I like Seattle minus three and a half. The fact that New Orleans is favored six and a half is the only reason I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. Welcome to Pound the Rock. <laughs> and here's your host. A man's so quick, he's even fast asleep. I, I've never been a fan of uh, Joe Mixon. The Steelers is Stingray. The commission himself. I, I, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. David Bulletta. Good day, everybody, and welcome to Pound the Rock. I am your host, the Commish, David Paletta. And wow, what a wild and wacky week two we had this week. I mean, on top of the fact that if you were to catch on to our week two podcast, you would have found out that I hit 13 of 16 spreads this week. If you bet $100 a game, you made $1,000. That's a whopping profit of $1,000 if you bet $100 a game. That's hitting over 81% of point spread games in week two. I'd like to challenge that against anybody. Going forward in the show, Glenn will be joining us today as always, and we will be giving our week three fantasy suggestions and our fantasy picks spread. So hang on to your hats. That'll be coming up a little bit later. But my God, a a lot happened in week two. One thing I want to talk about right away before we get into everything is the injuries. The injuries in week two were were just asinine. And I mean, let's take a minute here and let's just let let's just, you know, these these young men, granted everybody says they make a lot of money. Of course they make a lot of money, but it's the dreams, it's the hopes that these people, these men have done have have had and what they've done to get there. Chris McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley's out for the year. Chris McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. Raheem Mostert is out two to four weeks. Tevin Coleman's out multiple weeks. Cam Akers, rookie, that's again to be determined. I don't think he'll be off too long. He just has a little bit of rib issue. He's young. He should be okay there. Cortland Sutton for the Broncos comes back and plays with a bad shoulder and tears his his, uh, ACL and MCL out for the year. Paris Campbell for the Colts is out. Brashad Perriman, Sterling Shepard, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke for the Broncos again. And the list goes on and on and on. One thing that I that, that I did notice as well was a lot of these injuries happened to be just teams that were on the road, and you know playing a, 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 from from different different stadiums. What that means exactly, I I don't know. You know, it was quite an interesting week. Another interesting week was again. I'm going to elude onto my <laughs> my predictions of you could have waited on tight ends. You know, Darren Waller leads the leads the, the NFL this week in, in, in points in the PPR. And then Gusecki, Higby, John o. Smith, then Travis Kelsey. Guess who was six overall with 24 fantasy points? Ironically, the whole league is injured, and Jordan Reed gets 24 fantasy points. That doesn't make any sense. Dalton Schultz, who heard of him for Dallas? Moali Cox, Hayden Hurst, there's no fan again. He's quite reliable. Hunter Henry, Siju Uzama, didn't even play the whole game, and he finished a top 10. You know, it was a top 11 with 12.6 fantasy points. Our old buddy Tyler Eifer, where have you been? 
But one thing you don't notice is you don't see Zach Ertz up here. You don't see uh, you don't see my boy um, Jared Cook up here. All, all people high and mighty, or or um, T.J. Hawkinson. But 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 again, you the fact that people took tight ends in the first few rounds is 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 baffling to me. Baffling to me. Okay, there was 19 tight ends this week that got 10 points or more in fantasy. And that doesn't include our buddy George Kittle, who happens to be off. Well, I think he'll have a speedy recovery and he'll be back. But again, uh, thank you for joining us. It is Tuesday, September 22nd on Pound the Rock. I am your host, David Paletta, and we will be back and we will be joined by Glenn. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us, and we will see you shortly. This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Larry Plata Remax. Larry Plata sales representative of Remax Escarpment Realty. If you want to know more about the area and compare houses and costs and listings, please do visit Larry at LarryPlata.com where you can see all listings from Hamilton, Burlington area or follow Larry on his YouTube channel where Larry interacts with local communities. Again, this week's episode of Pound the Rock brought to you by Larry Plata Remax. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Commish, David Plutt, and welcome back to Pound the Rock. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Lou Rawls himself. Please welcome Glenn G. Welcome to Pound the Rock this week. Hi, David. Glad to be on Pound the Rock. Thanks for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you for being here. Never mind. Well, Glenn, we had a, um, we certainly had an interesting week, too, didn't we? Oh, my God, yeah. Injuries crazy well let's 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 get to the brass tacks here and we'll talk about pete well, let's just run this by everybody as to how you and i did very well on our spreads you hit 11 out of 16 i had a whopping 13 out of 16 so if you want the real deal the real betting going forward everybody pay attention to pound the rock and i told everybody if you bet a hundred dollars a game you lost three you won 13 that's a profit of one thousand dollars just because they're listening to this show. Now, another thing I mentioned is is the injuries, the um, the implications that injuries have. But one of the main things what I said is is uh, these 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 young men. You know, there's no off season. There was no training. I spoke to my wife. My wife happens to be a physiotherapist, and she flat out said it is so important to have off season training um camps she said uh you you pretty much do it to recalibrate motor control you can fall differently you also recover quickly quickly with it 
So the elite athletes need rigorous training. They need fine tuning. This is just crazy. What's your perspective on this? Oh, I absolutely agree with that uh, because I, I think it's like a like a fine tuned motor car, like uh, the sports cars. You see, like fine tuned. The best tuned sports cars are always in the shop because they always need to be retuned to some degree because they're so they're so uh, they're so perfected. They're so rigid, you know. So athletes, the same thing, you know. When you when you have repetition, like we spoke about before, like getting practice in, it's also like building up that callus, right? So you build up the toughness. You build, uh, you know, you have to get used to falling, like like your like your wife said, and 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 yeah, just getting up again and, and building up this toughness. If you don't go through it, um, you know, it's like a cold. If you don't build up the resistance, you're never, never going to be able to fight fight it. So you're, you're you're exactly right. Now, one thing I saw, and I don't know how valid of a point this is, but if you look at the players that were injured, a lot of them were road teams. Case in point, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, all the 49ers. That includes Mostert and Garoppolo and, 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 and Coleman and what have you. Yeah, Bosa. Yeah. Bosa, exactly. And their offensive line. The Broncos. Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton were both on the road. The, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the Rams, Big injuries there. Cam Akers got hurt. The Rams in Philadelphia, and yep. the Giants. They um uh, again Sterling Shepard and uh, and Saquon. Saquon. You know yeah. now I understand that uh, Kyle Shanahan went and said, "Listen, the players didn't quite really think that that field was that field was was good to play on. It they felt it was sticky and their cleats were sticking. That that's a major issue, Glenn. That is something that needs to be." looked at and because the funny yeah. thing is is the 49ers ironically go back to MetLife Stadium and play the Giants this week yeah well I you know this was their week to get used to it that's basically it I guess in the preseason had they had a chance to play on that kind of surface they would have been better prepared for what they were getting into um you know that's one of those things where it comes it comes into play no you you, you, you are absolutely right you are 110 percent right this, again, eludes to my point that we do need a preseason. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We need yeah. two games, at the very least one, which I still think we need two, because you see what happened in the NFL. Now, these, and plus, not just that, the NFL, these players, they started training in, I think, May or June in the uh, voluntary mini camps. You don't have to be there, but then you go into the rookie camp, and then you go into, in June, they start the off-season training. So you're talking literally four months of training before getting in football shape, before kickoff, and this year, they only had one. Yeah. Yeah, and typically, you see a lot of the veterans will, will um, not play in these, these uh, preseason games. A lot of times, it's just to avoid the risk of injury. Yeah, but they but but, but they have a usually they have a good three or four months or two or three months of off season training. Oh yeah, for sure. Coming into the season, they're they're well prepared. Like you know, they know what to expect in that sense, right? So there's like there's an element of, of preparedness there, which is comes through the the preseason training. You know, it's just helping you to prepare for what's coming. Because uh, I'm surprised at how many times the season will start and the, the names. Sometimes you'll see like on the injured list, so guys who are not available week one, but it's just because of an element of having to get ready, as you said, for the season. And so. it even it, and even and even dipped in. You can even see they only had four weeks of training, and people are still getting hurt when they went high intensity scrimmages, like Von Miller and Mike Evans. 
That's not not Mike yeah. Evans. Well, Mike Evans for that matter too, and Mike Williams too. That wide receiver out of San Diego, out of uh, the Chargers. Yeah, they, yeah. They they all got hurt. Anyway, let's um, we're gonna move on because what's done is done, and then I just really hope these players get looked after. These these men and their and their livelihood and their dreams. I hope it's not shattered due to rushing into a season because i really do love the nfl and the nfl brings out a lot of positivity in, in people and there's one thing we can use during 2020 covid 19 glenn so we can use some positivity yeah we're not all patrick mahomes no we're not all so, patrick mahomes yeah. Um, yeah he's about the only person i know who's had a really great 2020 so far <laughs> yeah and um uh Deshaun, yeah. Deshaun Watson too. Wasn't that yeah. wasn't that nice on the opening Thursday game when Deshaun Watson scrambled and he sat beside Mahomes and Mahomes put his arm around him and pat him on the leg. God, that was good. I really enjoyed watching that. <laughs> you know, camaraderie, right? It's yeah. like you understand. It's like you know, these guys are there. They're they're they're, just, they're having fun, making the living, and why not? They're enjoying the time of their lives. I mean, oh, yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Um, so one thing I want to elude on is here's a, here's, here's something interesting. I know it's only two weeks, but you can start to gauge a team's prowess after a couple of weeks. For example, here's a list of the undefeated teams. There's 11 undefeated teams so far. Okay. So okay. the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. Okay. No surprises there, right? There's a, there's a slight surprise in the Packers being 2-0, the Rams 2-0, the Bills 2-0. And the Titans 2-0. There's, there's, there's a slight surprise there. But, again, you know, I'm not surprised because, again, not too surprised because the Titans, they were in a playoff team, and the Bills have always started strong. But yeah. interesting 2-0 teams, Glenn. The Raiders are 2-0. Yeah. The, yeah. The, um, the Cardinals are 2-0. And, Glenn, the Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky, America's quarterback, is 2-0. Okay. Uh, the other two, the Raiders and the Cards, I could probably see squeezing, but the Chicago one really surprises me. Yeah. Mid, mid, However, yeah, yeah, I mean, like you got to go also think about the games they play. Like the Bills, when you said about the Bills, you know, I mean, yeah, they're two and zero. Maybe it seems, but they played who? Miami and the Jets. Yeah, they played the Miami and the Jets. I, I, ironically, yeah, both those teams are over. Yeah. Games. Kind of hard not to be two and zero. I mean, I hate to say it, like you know, <laughs> tougher, tougher, tougher ways to start the schedule and, <laughs> than those two. And the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears—they kind of Mister Magooed their way into two and zero, okay? Because yeah, Barkley got hurt, and there's no way the Giants are losing that game if Barkley plays full. And literally, the Detroit Lions started celebrating Drops. a victory at halftime over the Bears, and they and they blew it. And I'm sure, I'm sure Trubisky to that touchdown to. Uh, Anthony Miller <laughs> closed his eyes and threw the ball in there. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. No, let's not forget the swift drop, too, right? Oh, yeah, in the end zone, right at the end, that poor kid. Yeah, Oh, I, that was Detroit's to win. That was Detroit's game. They just handed it to them, basically. Here you go. But again, if there was an offseason, he would have been he would have been trained enough to catch that. But Yeah, he would have done enough repetitions. He, he here's, Now, in terms of 0-2 teams, teams that are winless this year. Yeah. Not surprised, Cincinnati, Giants, Detroit, Miami, the Jets. No surprises there. And also, no right. surprises that Carolina is uh, is is 0-2. Now, no, no. the Broncos are 0-2, but the Broncos right now are probably the best 0-2 team. Let's face it. They start off the year against Tennessee, okay, playoff Tennessee, and they literally 
blew that game. And then they played Pittsburgh. And they, they, they darn near came back and played Pittsburgh with Jeff Driscoll. So I think Denver's probably the strong, the, 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 the greatest 0-2 team. But here's, here's my surprises at 0-2. Philadelphia, Minnesota, Houston, and Atlanta. Okay, are all 0-2. Atlanta's 0-2 because Atlanta's beat beat themselves, okay? The, the, yeah. the Falcons would be 2-0 if they played <laughs> themselves this year. Yeah, they need defense. They need something happening on there. Oh. You got to hold the lead, guys. Oh, you, Come oh. on, really? <laughs> That's, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't understand how they just, they, they have these games so far ahead and then they just let them go. Yeah. I think it's like it's like it's like they're reliving the Super Bowl victory, the loss all over again. No, I I couldn't no. agree with you more. But no. um, you know there was uh, <laughs> again the, the the plethora of injuries, Glenn, that's happened yeah. has definitely you know de- definitely tampered the Broncos and Giants this week, as well as uh, in saying that has definitely given the Bears the victory, but. The one thing is, is that, and I couldn't laugh at this more, I was thinking about it. In our first podcast, we were talking about players not playing due to COVID. They're opting out. <laughs> and then you and I were talking about, you know what? Let's go get some pads on and go <laughs> go apply to the NFL as replacements. <laughs> well, listen, Glenn, you know, it's nothing for nothing, but I'm going to throw, throw my pads on. Listen, I'll, 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 go, I'll go try to block a field goal. <laughs> oh, really? <No. laughs> the rate they're going, they, they may come calling sooner than we'd like them to. No, you know, they're and, going through things. You know, just uh, ju- ju- just be- just before we go for break, I want to bring up one thing I had an issue with, with with this week was the early games. There was 10 of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to apologize to, to, our, to our wonderful listeners, and this, this podcast is actually picking up a lot more steam than I thought it would. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a, uh, a, a, a heads up. I did my absolute best trying to follow ten games at once. But it's tough, man. Oh man! I, as much as as much as you know, I love to watch games and highlights and 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 just condense games on on Daz and Dazone, whatever it is. Yeah, I love watching it live because you can tell the feel, the emotion of the game, which is exactly. so important the in football. Flow of the game. Yeah, the, right. the, the ever flow of the game, how sometimes it changes at moments, you know, that sometimes you can feel when teams got momentum, you can feel when they've lost it, you see things happening, you can almost predict how the game's going to end. And you're 110% right. Okay, Glenn, yeah. here's what we're doing. We're going to hammer a quick break. We'll be back. Okay. And then when we come back, we're going to review this uh, week two's game. And then uh, we're going to hit our picks and our spreads at the after that. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us on Pound the Rock. We will be back in a moment. This week's episode of Pound the Rock is brought to you by Harvest Cannabis Company. Go to their website at www.harvestcannabisco.ca. 
located at 59 Delusi Street in Brantford. Harvest Cannabis Company. Enjoy the harvest. Looking to open doors first week of October. Again, Harvest Cannabis Company. Check their website out at harvestcannabisco.ca. expectations from Todd Gurley. Give me Buffalo offense all day. Give, give me the receivers, believe it or not, in Buffalo this week. Miles Sanders coming back. Start him because he's not exactly too happy about missing the game last week. Fantasy-wise, right off the bat, Cam Newton. See perspective, I like Burroughs. I like A.J. Green. I like Tyler Boyd. Atlanta's going to go that passing game. They just released a three-headed monster last week we saw uh, where, uh, where they had three receivers all go over 100 yards. Welcome back, everybody, to Pound the Rock. I am the Kamish, David Flood, and I am always joined by senior voice that I would love to be made of so I can sleep on it like a pillow. Here's Glenn Lowercase G. Hi, everybody. Thanks, David. Thanks, Glad to be back on Pound the Rock. Here we go. Here we go. Now, let's start with the Thursday night game. It was Cincinnati at Cleveland. Now, Battle of Ohio was always interesting. One thing I will say about this game is it literally looks like Joe Burrow is ready for the NFL. I mean, 316 yards and three touchdowns on a road game is impressive. It's not, you know, it's 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 not his fault his team let 35 points, but again, he was fierce right to the end. A lot of that was garbage time. He did score 14 points in the fourth quarter. But regardless, we're talking fantasy here. Um Cleveland's at running backs, literally, if you both have them, they're both great flex starts, and yep. they're, they're both worth starting. OBJ had an out, OBJ had, an out, had a nice bounce-back game, four catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, A.J. Green, as much as he didn't show up on the scoreboard, he did have 13 targets. So of the 61 passes that Joe Burrow threw, <laughs> 13 of them went to, <laughs> went, went to A.J. Green. And, Glenn, I'm going to hand this off to you, but what do you think of Tyler Boyd as possibly the new number one there with seven catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown? Uh, Tyler Boyd, I mean, he's always been kind of, like, been been groomed for the last few years, I feel, to be the number one guy taking over for A.J. Green in Cincinnati. Um, you know, it's just that he's got a great connection right now with Joe Burrow. Burrow, as you said, looks ready to play. He looks ready for for prime time. Uh, you know, he's just it's, it's just his first year. I mean, his team led in 35 points, but his team scored 30 points as well. Mm-hmm. Grant did, like you said, 14 points may have come in garbage time, but still, it's still time which counts towards the game. He still had to make those completions. He's, his, his timing with with, uh, with Boyd seems to be working. I think as they, as they play more games, they'll get better. And uh, Boyd's going to actually take a jump in his fantasy uh, prominence this year. Maybe maybe may surprise some people. Seventy-five points scored in the Battle of Ohio, Glenn. That's that's that that's crazy. That's yeah. That doesn't doesn't happen too often. No. And, and but the thing is that since he usually covers the spread against Cleveland, right? Which is good. Um. I, so, but this time they just decided to light it up. Well, you know, Baker Baker had something to prove. And let's face it, Burrow's out there against 
one of his competitors in his division. So he wanted to be he wanted to show up and play well as well. So Burrow's a Burrow's a, con- uh, a competitor for sure. Um, yeah. an- another another rough game to uh, that teams are beating each other up was the Broncos at the Steelers. Now this yeah. there is so many ways to go in this game. Drew Locke's injury. Um, Cortland Sutton injury. God, Cortland Sutton had a beautiful 20-yard grab that he just brought the toes in early on. But one yeah. thing I wanted to talk about here is Jeff Driscoll. Driscoll. 256 yards, two touchdowns. His interception came off of a bobbled pass against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Driscoll's fantasy prowess, that's definitely to, something to look out for going forward because nothing for nothing – he he drowned Noah Fant with 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 targets. Granted, Fant had four catches, fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown. And he peppered Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is going to be special in this league. He's just again, he's still got happy feet. His hands are still made of stone. But yeah. go, going from the Broncos to the Steelers, Big Ben three hundred and eleven yards and two touchdowns. Just just a great game. James Conner woke up. And again, we're going to have to talk about his his durability. But the wide receivers for Pittsburgh: Deontay Johnson, Juju. He didn't do much, but he still had four catches. But again, Glenn, my biggest Claypool. Claypool, my God, Claypool. Yeah, but nothing for nothing. I'm not blaming referees here. Claypool had a little bit of a push off on that uh, on that 84 yard touchdown. And if and, and okay. like I said about referees, if you're going to call it, you be consistent. You're going to call Gallup against. Uh, Against oh my God the 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 Rams in Week One you're gonna call yeah. that you gotta call it there you gotta be consistent with this officiating but regardless yeah. it, that that's not the reason why Denver lost now yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you as you allude into this game well how do you feel about Jeff Jeff Driscoll going forward with the Denver Broncos Driscoll was you know what he got sacked eight times in that game and if you think about it that's a lot of times for like a guy to commit six or eight times sorry uh, I'll get that for you now that. yeah. Anyway, yeah, but he was he was sacked a lot of times. Without all that pressure, I think you know being allowed to operate, he did he did great coming in as a backup. Uh, and it's been, you're talking about one of the top ranked um, defenses in the league yeah. at home. Uh, just like you know, it, surprise, surprise, it's like it's like preseason. So he came in, he did great. Uh, it's, you know, a spot, you know, it's not really a spot start. It's, a, it's an injury call in. You know, he was ready to play. And Seven sacks against, in that game. What's that? Seven sacks in that game from the Steelers. Seven sacks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and one of them was on Lockville, right? So six of them, I think, was uh, yeah. was was Driscoll. Driscoll. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure, and he still he still managed to get off two hundred and fifty six yards. You know, basically, that's 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 played respectable. I, I would have I would have total confidence in using him in the two quarterback league going forward. Uh, absolutely, and. Yeah. In, in in saying that, I recall Denver played Cincinnati. I do believe it was, uh, I think it was last year. Jeff Driscoll was playing because Andy Dalton got hurt, and Jeff Driscoll was yeah. absolutely efficient in that game. And uh, and I I, I I'm thing. I'm actually listen nothing but man, two hundred fifty six yards in Pittsburgh in three quarters of play and two touchdowns. Considering yeah. you weren't the starter going in, I'm I'm half ass, I'm half you know respectable to that. But another thing, in terms of a lot of points being scored in a game, Glenn, the Falcons against the Cowboys, oh, wow. 79 points in this game, and 26 of them came in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah. After you know, 20 of them uh, came in the first quarter from Dallas having three turnovers. Like, Prescott and the Cowboys were sloppy early. Okay. Yeah. On the topic of that, Atlanta's defense was sloppy. Dallas's defense was sloppy. And the only thing that was for sure in this game, Glenn, was my boy, who I called it in the offseason, my boy Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Ridley with another outstanding performance for Atlanta. Yes. Uh, this week, what did he have? Uh, um, he Calvin was, really uh, had seven. Was he, was he seven for one hundred nine two touchdowns? You right? got it right on. Okay, so I mean, just he led. He led. He led all um, receivers in points. He, yeah, uh, he led fantasy he, points. He's he, he's the leader over two weeks. Yeah, the guy is just on a roll, you know. And Julio's still there. Yeah, Julio you know, dropped like, a wide open touchdown right between his arms from Justin Jacks. Uh, Justin Gage. Through a, yeah. through a trick play and went right through Julio's arms. My heart sunk. Yep, and Russell Gage. Russell Gage, sorry, not Justin Gage. Russell, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Russell, yeah, Russell Gage, he is, um, you know, he's he needs in the to be as well. He needs to be you added know? on fantasy teams as a fan. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have Russell Gage on your line, I mean, if he's still available in your league, you should probably pick him up real quick. Do you pick up you Dalton know? Schultz for the, for the Cowboys? Tight end, absolutely. Yeah, Schultz had he had he had I think he had uh, eight receptions, nine, nine receptions. He had nine receptions last week uh, for eighty-eight yards, one touchdown. But yeah. even though he had, he had a fumble, lost, he still came in, you know, pretty high. Like as far as the um, tight ends go, receptions on the week, he was second. You know, him and Kelsey both had nine. Uh, only only Waller finished ahead of him for receptions for the week and points uh, and points. Yeah, yeah. so. Absolutely, because the points in the Big D have to go somewhere. Granted, they were playing uh, they come from behind situation. They were throwing the ball a lot. Yep. They probably won't be doing that, but they'll be using those points for Zeke. But you know, I mean, the kids showed he can perform. So uh, Dak knows if he needs him, he can call on. And Dallas has always always had a, um, a soft spot as far as I'm concerned for their for the for the tight end. Throwing the. Yeah, throwing the ball the a lot. Dak Prescott then, then runs three touchdowns and was with Ezekiel in the backfield. Go figure, you know. Yeah, I, I take a lot. I take a lot of grief on 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 Ezekiel and I'll tell you why. Because I think it was four or five years ago Zeke was drafted. I didn't like the situation Zeke was going into in Dallas because they had Tony Romo as a quarterback and Zeke took every handoff in college out of the uh, read option. So. Yeah. Ideally, what happens is Romo gets hurt. They put Dak in. Dak's a threat to run. Romo didn't have a chance starting that year after that happened because Dak. And again, three read option plays took Dak into the end zone. Case dismissed. Now, yeah. next game is 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 a game that I was getting completely laughed at because I took the Packers minus six and a half, and Detroit had a fourteen three lead. And of course, my buddies are going, oh yeah, you took Detroit, took the Packers. I says, it's the first quarter, and it's also Detroit. And what happens in yeah. the end? Aaron Rodgers, 240 yards, two touchdowns. He did his part, but Aaron Jones led the team in rushing yards for 160 and two TDs, receiving yards for four, uh, excuse me, four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And the, and 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 the Packers and the Packers went off. They, you know, Green Bay goes up. Uh, excuse me, the Lions go up early. Doesn't matter because it's the Packers. Now, one thing that people need to look at here is again the injuries bug. Devontae Adams. It doesn't seem to be serious, but the fact that he wasn't there, it didn't matter anyway because the uh, 
The Packers rolled with that one, and Packers are, are a very dangerous 2-0 team, Glenn. Yeah, uh, they're the same team as they were last year that went to the, to the conference finals. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may be playing even more motivated than he was last year at this time, definitely, thinking about what's going ahead. But he's able to get production out of the receivers as well, which has been really good. You know, like uh, the ball spreading across. Aaron Jones has just been the life for fantasy owners. Absolutely, he leads all fantasy. Does he lead all fantasy running backs? I believe in points this year. Yeah, so he he is. Well, granted, injuries have have kind of helped him there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Devontae Adams, um, oh wow, the receivers played like you know he's everybody knows Aaron's going to have to go to Devontae Adams, but he's still racking up a lot of fantasy points. Uh, just 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 uh, just going crazy here. Just looking at Aaron Jones here, so he's leading Aaron Jones in week two. Had 18 rushing attempts, 168 rushing yards. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yeah. That's insane. So now, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has to feel good about the guys who are stepping up around him to help him, right? Uh, but it's just a matter of like, well, what do we do coming down to, to the end of the year? Uh, it's going to see who's healthy, how the, how the Green Bay defense is playing, and maybe there's going to be more points to be found on that Packer offense. So... Yes, that's that's too. It's it's funny. It's funny how you can go from the Cowboys and and the Falcons scoring seventy nine points, the Packers in Detroit scoring sixty three points, and then you go to the Giants in Chicago scoring a total of thirty points. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Giants in Chicago. Neither one of us were really were thinking Mitch Trubisky was going to take their league by storm this year, as far as you know, um, your fantasy or or anything. And, Listen, and the Giants Saquon's down. Saquon's down. David Montgomery had led the league in receiving three catches for 30, 45 yards and a TD. And one of those was a 29-yard long touchdown. The Bears scored 17 points in the first half, and then they scored nothing in the second half. Yeah. The Giants scored zero in the first half and scored 13 in the second half, keeping that spread within within four and a half to four. But it was just an eyesore. I do not feel confident about either of these teams going ahead of, especially the Giants in the first half of the year, and especially the Giants without Saquon, Glenn. Well, the Giants without Saquon in the first half of the year is, is uh, like you said, not really a, a place I'd go looking for a lot of points, any points, really. Uh, you might get Engram a few extra throws his way, but he, he himself has durability issues, and you don't know what's going to happen as far as that. The second half of the season... Um, Whoever is playing committee running back in New York, you pointed to the fact that New York's got a softer second half of the schedule. Yeah, correct. No, no, yeah, correct. So, so you, you may you may be able to score something later on, uh, like a, maybe like a spot on week start at a flex position, perhaps. Now here's uh, he, he, here's a pop quiz for you: Who well, takes yeah. over Saquon Barkley in uh, the Giants? Now it's breaking news that Devontae Freeman was signed to the Giants at uh, Eagles last running back. But you've got Devontae Freeman, you've got uh, um, uh, Wayne Goldman, and then you've got uh, Deion Lewis Deion in that Lewis. backfield. Yeah. And I'm telling you one thing right now, Deion Lewis is not a between-the-tackles running back. I've, I, feel, no. I feel that this is going to be Wayne Goldman's job to lose. Freeman's going to come in and he's going to play, but he's, he's, he, he, Freeman has about as much rushing yards in the NFL this year, Glenn, as I do, because he hasn't been playing. <laughs> So this is the, going forward. Who do you think? I feel I understand Freeman's going in. I feel this is going to be Goldman's job to lose. I, I think if 
if you're if you're right and Gallman's gonna come in to relieve like he was supposed to do before. Yeah. Um Gallman was the guy that, that New York was hoping was gonna take over, then they got Saquon, correct? Am I right on the timing there? I don't know, to be honest about okay, that. Okay, because okay, um, Gallman had come in, uh, Saquon came in, Saquon basically became the man. Well, absolutely. Gallman had, had to release Saquon, and and um, Freeman's there is a nice luxury to have, because on that turf, it seems you're going to have quite a few share of injuries. Look, but, but, um, it's no, no, I guess it's no accident that the Niners, all four of them, MetLife Stadium, that's where the Giants play their home games. Uh, but, you know, you've heard talk before about about the turf, and then this year, like you said, the lack of preparation for the preseason, all these things adding up. Uh, you know, he's in a good position. Freeman, either one of those guys, I've got a feeling it's, it's going to happen that they're all going to end, end up cycling through. I've um, got one space. I've got one space on my roster. Who do I pick up, Goldman or Freeman? I would, in the immediate, <laughs> I would get Goldman. If I'm going to use him, I agree I'm with use you. Gallman right, right off the bat. Gallman's the one that's going to be used first off. Freeman's not going to be really useful to them for a couple of weeks at least. At least I couldn't, I I couldn't agree with you more. Weeks, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I really think that the next MVP of this, of two, excuse me, the 2020 MVP could definitely be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings this week, throwing 113 yards and three interceptions against the dilapidated Indianapolis Colts defense that just got massacred by Gardner Minshew the week earlier. There was no, yeah. there was nothing special about this game besides Mo Ali Cox going five for 111. I don't know where yeah. that came from. Jonathan Taylor went for 100, 101 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, of course, Dalvin Cook got, got a TD. But, my goodness, Kirk Cousins literally is getting 24, no, probably even more now, guaranteed million dollars a year to throw three yeah. interceptions. Yep. That's a great feeling, I bet you. Great job. Or he's probably feeling it, but, you know, the fans, well, I see there are no fans really in the stands to get on them. No. And if you look at the fantasy scores, my God, Nick Mullins finished ahead of Kirk Cousins in one league. And a half. <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, I get, that's crazy. Uh, Haskins was the next closest guy. And but it, really, it, it drives Kirk me nuts because a lot of money for sitting back there. I've got, I've got a, uh, I've got some investment in uh, Adam Thielen, who last week literally went off. But see, he, he, here's the thing with Cousins, and this is where I, I this is where I, I don't want people to get too down on him. Kirk Cousins is the kind of quarterback who plays extremely well at home, and then he has games like this on the road. Granted, I don't care if there's yeah. fans. It's the travel aspect of things, too, that a lot of people don't take in consideration. But one thing is, is that I'm not going to hold... If you've got Cousins and you've got Thielen, don't lose hope. And and if you're out there and someone wants to sell, sell Thielen, buy. Buy Thielen low. They, yeah. they will come back. But I'm telling you, this game is just baffling to me about Kirk. How Kirk can get paid so much money to only play eight games a year? Yeah, well, you know, injuries can do that too to people, right? You get True. paid a lot of money, then all of a sudden, bang, you're down. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen that before. It, it doesn't help a team. Nobody no. wants to sign an injury bug. But Cousins himself, dealing, you know, David, you, you, you've said before, you've said many times. And it's true. It seems to be, you know, any time, you know. So this is still basically preseason. 
team well, in the sense this is the first quarter. Nothing, we're, still, we're still basically in the first quarter, technically. Nothing, nothing for nothing. Whenever I'm in doubt as to who's going to win a football game, I look at the quarterback. And Phillip Rivers is a fierce competitor, and I knew he was going to overtake uh, Cousins in that game. And alluding into that, yeah. my lock of the week last week, the Los Angeles Rams made very short work over Philadelphia. Yeah, and when I bye bet, bye. and when I bet on the Rams, they were favored, and then come later in the week, the the, the Eagles are favored a point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know how it, that happened. It, it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that Carson Wentz was running for his life last week, and yeah. it also doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the Dallas offensive line got eaten alive by Aaron Donald last week. So then you put Aaron Donald against Philadelphia, and are people surprised that they lost by almost 20 points? No. F- fantasy? I don't know. Maybe Philly fans. Yeah, right. Philly fans. <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to Philly fans. Don't get me. Everybody's a lot no, of the favorite sorry, team. Yeah, because t- we're going to get yeah, those there. Talk about talk about a team that's been that's been so loyal to the talk about fans have been so loyal to the team they can't stand each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, fantasy wise, Jared Goff looked crisp and clean in this game, and he didn't have a lot of pressure. Tyler Higby just seemed like he was running by himself at times. Caught three touchdowns. Five, sorry, five catches, fifty four yards, and three touchdowns. All three touchdowns that Goff threw went to him. Um, running game situation in there after um, Akers went down early. Henderson kind of took over because, well, nothing for nothing, but uh, Brown hurt his, hurt his hand, and so the only guy there was Henderson, and he, and he went off. Now, one thing I'm going to say, and I told people this because I really thought he was ready to play week one, and I started him everywhere I could in week two, is my boy Miles Sanders, who fell to me in the fourth round of the cash league, 95 yards and a touchdown, and uh, he had a few catches in receiving yards, Glenn. But, Glenn, going forward, how do you feel about Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Um, oh, boy, in that offense, it's hard to say. It's Sanders, definitely, I would look at. I would definitely look at both both tight ends. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about the Philly receivers. Uh, right now, they're waiting for Rieger to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I really don't know. You know what else they have? Deshaun's still there. You yeah. know, seems old, familiar. But but most of that offense in Philly goes through the tight ends and through the running back position, right? Uh, that's where you, you're getting all your production. Sanders, I think, is going to, if he can stay healthy in that offense, is going to be like a, a, a gem for you on your lineup. Deshaun's actually not so bad. He had six catches last week for 64 yards. Um, but you know, I mean, that's probably what you're going to really reasonably expect from week to week. Uh, the tight ends Goddard and and um, and uh, Wentz or Ertz, sorry, Goddard Ertz, Ertz, yeah. those those two combined. Uh, you know uh, what they have there. Let me see. So Ertz Goddard didn't have had, a big day at all. Ertz, Ertz was slow. Ertz was five for forty-two. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he didn't have it. He didn't have that great a week. He didn't even break ten um, points. Yeah, and, and you know this, Zach Ertz was typically the guy which you you, you know expect to be uh, locked into the a top. Uh, top four position for for tight end. Well, you know, again, Goddard. this is this is what I mean about tight end. People taking Zach Ertz in the top five round. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have waited for Ertz for the Ertz pick this year. Definitely. Think about Goddard it. himself had four receptions. Right. Four so. tight ends that win the first five rounds: Kelsey, yeah. Kittle, um, Ertz, Andrews. and Andrews. Okay. Besides yeah. Kittle, I'm going to give Kittle a pass because he got hurt. Kelsey's the yeah. only one that's proven value. Yeah, Andrews had a good game in week one. Andrews Andrews got injured last week. Last week. Yeah. Week, week two, two was a dud. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. speaking of speaking of duds, Buffalo, the, these next two games cost me in a total of about $1,000 in bets because I had them on spread across six tickets. The Bills, the Bills, and, and, and hear me, I'm going to bring them up both quickly. The Bills were favored six points, and they had that lead with about merely seconds left or merely a minute left in the game, and they let Miami come down and score Blew my blew my ticket there and my spread there, and then Carolina, okay, had to keep it within nine, had kept it within nine, went for the onside kick, they didn't get it, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, okay, Carolina decides going. Uh, sorry, Tampa Bay decides go. You know what? We're gonna run the ball. Leonard Fournette takes it forty six yards for a touchdown. Both games in the within the last minute screwed me on two tickets. I almost went 15 of 16 this week because of those last little moment plays. Oh, oh, the burn! I know the feeling. Frustrations happens, though. You know the that, the, the one legit the, bills, the one legit loss I had was I had Kansas City by 10, and San yep. Diego and and Herbert. Man, we'll, we'll we'll get into that anyway. Getting into the Bills and Dolphins game, uh, impressive game. Nothing for nothing, yeah. but over almost 750 yards passing in the game between Jared uh, Josh Allen. And Ryan Fitzpatrick and six touchdowns yeah. between the two of them, quite impressive. The running game wasn't even wasn't even relevant in this, but no. Stephon Diggs eight for one hundred fifty and a touchdown. Boy, I bet you bet you uh, Minnesota wish they had him now. And then out of the blue, it's about time that with the breakout game of Mike Isecki. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you, he went eight for thir- uh, excuse me eight for one hundred thirty and a and a touchdown. One thing people got to understand is Buffalo's two middle linebackers were injured, so. Yeah. Heat expectations going forward, but also have expectations for tight ends going forward against that 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 almost Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese Buffalo defense. Yeah, that, that's something to keep in mind. Whenever you're coming up against Buffalo, if you have a tight end going up against Buffalo, start them or look at them. You know, consider a matchup spot start in case you have maybe no tight ends. Get some be available. I'm still having a tough time understanding how Teddy Bridgewater could throw 367 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. And, I mean, I just... What's, yeah. the, what's the deal with Tampa Bay's defense? You, you're trying to figure out like where, where, where they were going with this? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, Tampa, Tampa's defense, um, I thought they were better than this. You know, I, I but but at the same time they're in they're in a high flying division, right? That NFC South, I think every team down there is pretty well just going to expect to be giving up at least three or four hundred yards a, a game because when you've got to play the Saints twice, you've got to play the Bucks now, which led by Brady twice, you know, and then you still have uh, who's the other team down there besides Carolina? Um, Saints, the Saints, the Bucks. Why am I drawing a blank here? I don't know. Tell me out, folks. Saints. Carolina. Saints, Bucks, uh, Atlanta, 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 the Falcons. Yeah, yeah Atlanta, the Flying Falcons there, who just scored forty, which scored almost forty points at a loss. Yeah, <laughs> you know, almost forty points at a loss. The first team in the first team in the history of sports since nineteen thirty three to score thirty nine points, no turnovers, and lose. Wow. Yeah, that is a statement game. Completely statement, statement game. game. Yeah, so we know the Falcons great for points on offense. Mm. Sign them up. Those guys are going to score every week as far as their defense goes. Their yeah. defensive backs will be busy. Busy, um, busy, busy. You know, 
Mike Evans. Mike Sorry. Evans woke up this week, seven catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown. I was happy to see that. Christian McCaffrey went down. How? Well, what are your um? Uh, what are your feelings on Mike Davis as a backup? Davis, uh, Davis is pretty good, suitable backup. He did, he did well. Um, during the time he scored, what the out there, uh, he came in relief, and he had no. He did well in, in his relief of McCaffrey. He he only had one rushing attempt, but because they were behind, he had eight catches of seventy four yards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know he had he had a, uh, he didn't have that many rushes, but he had like eight receptions, and that yeah. was the thing I was thinking because the game was playing. Davis is a very serviceable plug in. You yeah, know? I think I think absolutely in that offense right now. McCaffrey's down, but the way how they play, their bridge needs somebody to rely on like that. So he's still going to need to do your outlet passes. Uh, he's still getting used to his receivers. Davis is another one of those guys who can. can Kind of come in, plug the ball. You know, he released McCaffrey before, like every now and then in spell. But you know, there's still familiarity there. So I think they'll have a, a smooth continuation. You won't get the points you have had with McCaffrey nowhere near the points, but you'll still get like you know, good like maybe RB three production flex. I think you're going to get borderline RB one production out of the guy just because of necessity and the fact yeah. that in a point per catch league. Okay, point per catch. League, that's yeah. what I mean. Like if if it's DPR not point league. per catch, you know what? You're going to get maybe low end RB two. But because yeah. of because of the point per catch, you might get high end RB one. I uh, sorry, excuse me, high end RB two, low end RB one. Now, Glenn, yeah. this next game, how much time do you want to spend on it? Because it's almost depressing talking about the Niners against the Jets. All that talent getting injured, all of that just just malcontent wow. production out of the Jets. And again, here's the funniest thing: all the people injured in that game. How ironic was it that Jordan Reed went off? You know, that's the weird thing. I was looking at that and saying. <laughs> Jordan Reed was he like a he was almost a fixture on your on your IR list for the, for years. I have been uh, faithful to Jordan Reed for every year of fantasy, and this is the first year I don't take him. And now look, <laughs> I know I know the feeling. You know, all those times like I got Jordan Reed, and I felt good about having him on the line. Saying, "Oh, is this year he's going to be here? And he's going to do great. And he's not going to get injured. He's going to be like you know, he's going to show everybody that you know he's 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 almost as good as Gronk, or you know, he's in that category for sure. And then like game three or four, he's down." Yeah, you know, and then you look and you go, you know, you're checking, you're checking out the stats in week six and see Jordan Lee's still amongst the leaders in, in in points for tight end amongst the league, but he hasn't played for three weeks. The worst feeling is when Jordan Reed comes uh, back from an injury, you're like, thank God I'm starting him, and then and he's out the same game, and he no, not just that, he's got two catches for twenty yards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and then he gets it, then he goes. Out. It's like yeah, he could be he could be feast or famine with him, right? Right now, it's interesting because, you know, we point out Kittle might have some, some tenderness with his injury history. Interesting that you bring Jordan Reed to be his backup. Yeah, right. Jordan Reed to, to, to take over some guy's injuries. Um, yeah. Going forward okay. with this Jets game, uh, you can definitely tell. I smell an upset. You can definitely tell that the Jets need Jamison Crowder. Okay, Frank Gore came in, 21 rushes, 63 yards, and that's not bad. Uh, three yards per carry. Well, nothing for nothing, but you're also you, you're also down 21-3 at the half. Yeah. You know, yeah. What's so, he supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is with Gore, I'm thinking, you know, he's going to be he's going to be your volume volume running back substitute back there. I think oh, no, it's no just going to keep just feeding him the ball, just keep feeding him the ball, so. Maybe if you're looking for a flex play on a week, depending on, a on bye the matchup, week, yeah. or it might not be bad. Okay, yeah. so, 
Who in their right mind would have thought that 63 total points would have been scored between the Jaguars and the Titans? <laughs> Who would have thought yeah, that but, Jaguars and Titans would have a combined record of 3-1 and one after two weeks? Yeah. Who would have thought well, you, Gardner Minshew has six touchdowns and over 600 yards passing in two weeks? Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Is, surprise, surprise people. You know, that's his offense take, right? Ryan, Ryan I mean, Tannehill, six touchdowns, too, this year. Yeah. No interceptions. Tannehill's throwing the ball, uh, I think, more than people expected. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what, what was what was it? Everybody was thinking they were going to just hand the ball off to Henry. I don't know how they seem to get there last year, but he threw the ball quite a bit last year. He's, he's actually doing quite well in terms of uh, not turning the ball over. And I think that was the biggest concern a lot of people had with Tannehill. You know, my, um, do you know what the most interesting fact is right now about the Tennessee Titans? Is the Tennessee Titans, if I'm not mistaken, Derrick Henry has... A total of what is it? Uh, 193 yards in two games, which is really good. But he's carried the ball 56 times. That's a lot of wear and tear. Oh you know, that's my a, that's lord! He, he had a he had a lot of carries last year. That's right? well so over I mean, 400 they, carries a season. He can't do that. No, he can't. He can't sustain that for long. Those are the type of guys you look at. And you want to think about you know maybe selling selling high on them type of thing, right? It's like okay, you got everything in your lineup. It's a keeper league, and you may try to unload him, you know, for get something good back in return. But the reality is, you know, like you said, he's got fifty six attempts so far all year. That's 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 over two games. That's two wow. games. That's two games. You know, almost. You know, you're four short of sixty. So, but twenty eight carries per game. That's a lot. You know, even Josh Jacobs, you who we know is about cow, or even says about cow, he's only had fifty two attempts. So he doesn't have as many as Henry, and then the next guy down the list is Zeke with forty-four. So it, no, it, it, it's fun. It, it's funny we talk about amount of yards because he's got a hundred and what did I say? One hundred ninety-seven yards. Yeah. Okay. This next player has rushing yards, has a hundred and sixty-seven rushing yards, Glenn, but he's carried the ball one quarter the amount of times as Derrick Henry has. Who is this player? Um, 160 rushing yards. 167 rushing yards over two games, and he's carried the ball a quarter of the times as Derrick Henry. Mm, that I wouldn't know. That Except is my maybe Kareem Hunt. No, that is my league now. MVP, Kyler Murray. Oh, yes. Well, Murray out. Yeah. Murray's a. Uh... Murray's going to be like uh, uh, he, probably going to be this year. Like he's said. winning, he's winning the MVP. Like right I'm now. telling you. Okay, he, he they they literally handled the Washington Redskins. The Carolina Panthers, uh, sorry, the uh, Arizona Cardinals handled the Redskins. Murray had two rushing touchdowns. Murray has three rushing touchdowns on the year. Yep. Okay. Do you know how many rushing touchdowns uh, Derrick Henry has? I think he's got maybe. I don't even know if he even has any. On the year. Yeah. He has nothing this week, and I don't think he got um, in the end zone against Denver. I think. I think. I think on the year he has rushing. He's got zero touchdowns. He's got actually. zero. Kyler Murray zero also. Touchdowns. Kyler Murray also has close to six hundred yards passing and three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. You know. You know who's got three. You know who's got three touchdowns rushing. Who? Um, Jacobs and Aaron Jones. Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones on one week. Well, but, over, over the year, over the course yeah. of the year. But like yeah, I said, Christian McCaffrey has four, but 
That's McCaffrey. Yeah, that's McCaffrey. He's on a whole nother level. McCaffrey's still yeah. going to finish first at Fantasy Points, even missing four weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be there for a while. This kid's he's phenomenal. So, Go, yeah. Going forward, the Redskins and Cardinals, you know, the Redskins, I don't want to say they got lucky last week. I just think the Eagles didn't show up to play. But they came into Arizona, and Arizona just simply handled them. And I'm telling you, Arizona's going to be a dangerous team. And, and like you said, and I do believe you said this last week, nobody's talking about the Arizona Cardinals, Glenn. No, he's kind of quietly sitting there uh, being successful. And, you know, they're going to sneak in on some people like, because of that. And Murray, like you said, the way he's playing, no one's looking at this. I mean, they've got, I mean, they signed Drake. I mean, not they had the problem with Johnson before, but they signed Drake. They've got Hopkins and they've got Murray. Really, this is his first year with his new team. Oh, don't forget Larry Fitzgerald, Glenn. Oh, yeah. Forgot Steady Larry has been there. Who was know? who's, who's always like, he was just a good comic. And he was there last time they went to the Super Bowl. So right? he knows. With yeah, Kurt he, he, can, he can really just get along. It's a, it's a great little situation they're in there. And you can't spy Murray for two reasons. Number one, someone has to always keep an eye out on, on Larry doing, the, doing yeah. the short passes and, and of course, Hopkins. And um, number two, yeah. you can't spy Murray because Murray throws the ball 38 times a game. Yeah, yeah, he throws a lot. He runs a lot. I mean, he's the all around, all around uh, reason why they, they can, they can, their offense can work the way it does. I mean, uh, is Kingsbury is that the coach there? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah, he probably looked at that job and said, "Yum, yum, give me that one for sure." <laughs> exactly. He was being offered that. Well, he, he he went in and drafted Murray. That's exactly the whole deal. Yeah. Um, yep. One more takeaway. Job security. One more takeaway from that game is I got to hand it to the Redskins for fantasy wise. Terry McLaurin, seven catches, one twenty-five, and a touchdown. And Antonio oh. Gibson, Antonio Gibson's a, you know what? He he could be a little bit of a breakout player coming out in the rest of the year. It surprised some people, but then you know they did let AP go. Yeah, AP's doing well too. AP's still productive. You know, yeah. he's still running the ball. Maybe not the level he used before, but you know, I mean, they felt confident enough to say, "Okay, we're going to let you go with your big contract and everything," because we're confident this kid will be drafted. Uh, he's looking good, and he's. It looks like he's ready to make the next step for us. What and is? So, yeah, that's Riverboat Run. What right. is your uh, your take on the Ravens and Texans? Because one thing I'm going to tell you is, of course, Lamar. Lamar is just surreal. Uh, Gus yeah. Edwards again. That backfield. Gus Edwards. He's he he led them in rushing, but the most productive running back there was was my boy Mark Ingram, and then Marquise Brown did okay in that game. But one thing that really bothered me about the the, the the Texans game was Will Fuller hurts his hamstring and he just was a decoy for the rest of the game. Yeah, what did Fuller have? Like one 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 uh one target, one one reception? He had zero point zero targets. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, you know, I, I expressed concern about Fuller and uh earlier about drafting him because yeah. I've always been like uh, I've had him on my roster before, and I remember thinking, you know, there's a reason why I didn't draft this guy too often. When he hits for you, Fuller's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets you points, he's a he's a game. He's a he's a, he wins you stuff on the week. But there's times when he just disappears for stretches. It's like it's like riding through the desert on your camel. The occasional time you're hitting an oasis, and then it's nothing but sand for forever. And then there's another oasis. I and just think Fuller, you know? I'm not losing hope on Fuller. To me, it's a matchup play. I think Fuller tweaked his hamstring, and then he went out there, but he still played, but he was a decoy. 
because they took Marlon Brown away from anybody else. But again, Baltimore just handled Houston, and Houston is again, no matter what Houston can do. Uh, I'm sorry, no matter what Houston's done over the last two weeks. They still played Baltimore and Kansas City. That's two tough games to start your year off. So I'm not holding my breath on Houston. But let me tell you something. You know who I'm definitely excited about is the L.A. Chargers this week because they kept it within three against Kansas City, and you called that. But, Glenn, Justin Herbert? Are you kidding me? 22 of 33 at 311 yards and a touchdown? Granny had an interception, too. But against the against the starting Super Bowl champions, and you didn't even know you were playing until 30 minutes before the game. Yeah. That's impressive. It's a sample size of what the kid can be. It's impressive. But, yeah, it's impressive. I was very impressed. And I was I was like, wow, this kid's ready. But then I started thinking, hold on. He's ready. He got a spot start. But then again, let's go back now. If the defense had a week to prepare for the kid. Mm-hmm. True. This is true. And so you might be facing a different story. As they still say, Tyrod's still the starter there. But, you know, I mean, we'll know more in the week, this week coming up. If, for instance, because the Chargers are still talking like Tyrod may be playing this week, right? Yeah. So whoever it is the Chargers are, playing, are prepping for, they have a small sample size to see what Herbert's done. What if right? I was to tell Based you that... That Herbert had more touchdown passes and a better completion percentage in the same game than Patrick Mahomes. More touchdown yards, uh, more passing yards. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to notice that, right? Yeah. I think. Do I want to? Do, do I want to necessarily tip my hat yet as Anthony Lynn? I mean, like you know, just keep everybody guessing because because nobody really can see they can't, they can't prep for him if they don't know what he's doing. You saw what happened last week, but that was. A, Kansas City team that was basically prepared to play Tyrod Taylor. Yes, you're right. He was, a, he was much you know, different of a player. Granted, Herbert can run too, but I'm glad to see. I'm glad too, to see. Changes a lot in your game. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to see Keenan yeah. Allen is back with seven catches for almost 100 yards. Glad to see. He's yeah, back. did he's, you see that? That was great to see. He's completely the most underrated talent in the NFL. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, and I think Herbert. Um, you know, Keenan makes me like he. Okay. I, I love Tyrod. I, I feel bad for Tyrod because it's like he's like the guy. He's like he's like the he's like the guy who always gets stuck with the blue, the second place ribbon. It's like oh, you know what, you'll always be second. We're, we're always gonna have somebody in our hearts just ahead of you, even though we put the ring on your finger. There's gonna be somebody else in my heart. <laughs> That's like Tyrod, right? Glenn. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't give away the secret, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod. Like everybody knows he, he's he's a good uh, quarterback. He's done his time. But every time he gets a chance to start, boom! So he gets he gets he gets this weird freak chest uh, injury complication before the game. Herbert comes in and just just he outplays Mahomes in the yeah. same game on the same field and in first front of everybody. Start. Yeah, yeah, that's not easy. Okay, you know, and okay. it's hard to tell people after. Well, you know. The kid's not ready. I don't know. He looked pretty good to me. No, no, he's. They may have lost, but he, he looked good. He's. Yeah. He, he'll be fine, and and he's got a yeah. pinpoint arm. Moving forward, another seventy-five yeah. point game, which I was just couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Was watching Russell Wilson and Cam Newton battle it out. Wow. Oh was, my God. Awesome. I mean, one of the easiest picks I ever took was Edelman over on fifty-nine and a half yards receiving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eight catches, one seventy nine. Yeah, but did you see who else showed up like uh, in the game as well? Uh, 
you know, Cam Newton's got himself two other uh, two other receivers there. It seems those young kids oh, and 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 Nikhil Harry, who, who nothing for yeah. nothing is is young as well. But one thing yeah. that but one thing about New England, and I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely scratch my head now. Let's 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 just let's just give credit where credit is due. They went out there playing an emotional game. Yeah, because yeah. of uh, the passing of James White's father. James White's father and mother getting in a critical mother. car accident before yeah. the game. The father yeah. passed, and the mother was in critical condition. God, you hate hearing stuff like that. I don't care. Yeah, but, I, 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 I but it gets people emotional and ready to play. Some ways weird. Uh, and they did, but but the unfortunate thing was was that. There's an even bigger emotional standpoint between Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. You know, did 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 you know Belichick took over the Patriots twenty years ago? Yeah, from Carroll. From Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I remember the whole story. And Pete, and I remember Pete that. Carroll's just yeah. still chewing that same gum in his mouth for when Russell threw that interception on the goal line in the Super Bowl against New England. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, and, and that's why I was like, oh man, that that when when that. When that play happened in the Super Bowl with Pete Carroll, I was like, "Oh, you got of all people, seriously!" And then, and then Russell Wilson comes out, five touchdowns to five different different receivers. My boy Chris Carson has three receiving touchdowns this year. And one thing is, is that this game was thirty-five thirty, but it was not as close as you think it was because New England's first touchdown, Glenn, came off a bobbled pass by Greg Olson of all people. Yeah. Picked off a return for a touchdown. Listen, New England yeah. had no chance of winning this game. They had no run game. They had Cam Newton. They had no run game. Cam was all the run game they needed to well, stay in the game. To stay in the game. But you take away that interception, then what are you doing? Then you're looking at a much different result. Even, if, even right. at the end of the game, the way it looks, is just, it's just going to look more like a blowout than, than a close game, right? But, but again, where I'm going with this is you, you, you were gifted seven points. You gotta run yeah. the clock and control the tempo, or you're gonna let Russell go for 288 yards and five touchdowns. I'm sorry, Tyler Lockett had a good game. Chris Carson is a stud. Julian Edelman is a stud. That was just a very entertaining game to watch. Another entertaining game to watch closes out this week's uh, matches was New Orleans and the, and the Raiders. I took the Raiders all day long. There's no way in hell a team is losing their debut match in a new Las Vegas stadium. Not happening. I don't know, dude. It's Monday nights. The Raiders don't bet against them. No, nope, completely. And I agree. <laughs> it's Monday night. The Raiders. It doesn't matter. Derek don't bet Carr. against the Raiders in the spread. Don't do it on Mondays. Derek Hard Carr, 282 and three touchdowns. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he was okay. He could have had 100 yards, but he had hurt his ankle late in the game. Darren Waller, yeah. good Lord, 12 catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. Now... You want to know? You want to know a, a fantasy wife or a fantasy boyfriend, fantasy husband? Alvin Alvin Kamara led the team in rushing with thirteen carries for seventy nine yards and two touchdowns. That in itself is a phenomenal game. Oh, but also throwing the fact that he led them in receiving with nine catches and ninety five yards too. Yeah, just I mean a, somebody has to step in for Thomas, right? Just an absolute, absolute gem that they have yeah. there. Anyway, Glenn, that uh, that concludes the, um, the the week that was in week two, and uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna go for our picks for week three and our suggestions for fantasy. Okay. Okay, everybody, come join us on the flip side. We will be right back.
Good day, everybody. Welcome back to Pound the Rock. I am your host, Lee Kamish, Dave Glada, always and always with my buddy Glenn, otherwise known as Lowercase G. And we are here, we are primed, and we are ready for our week three fantasy suggestions and our week three fantasy picks. Did I say fantasy picks? I meant spreads. <laughs> okay, listen, let's start week three off with a diabolical game the Battle of Florida. Miami Dolphins go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars wow. are favored by three. Okay, so Dolphins are going into this game after dropping a complete stinker in week one, but they're dropping a complete wonderful game in week two against the rival Bills. One thing that I'm thinking here is, I hate to say this, but you can almost start Fitzpatrick in this game. Now, am I confident with Gusecki? No, I don't like any run game for the Dolphins. I like... Uh, Fitzpatrick, I like Gusecki, and I like Devontae Parker, possibly. But again, heed your expectations, they're not huge. For the Jaguars, you start Minshew, you start um, James Robinson. The problem is for a wide receiver, I'm going to suggest you don't start anything right now because I just don't know. DD, Jalen Hurd, DJ, the safest bet there is DJ in the flex. Jaguars minus three. I like the Jaguars all day long. Yep. Um, Jaguars minus three at home with the Dolphins. Minshew's playing better. He's making better connections. That he's got more, more. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess, consistency on the backfield with James Robinson seems to be picking up the pace. Seems to be doing well for him there uh, in terms of carrying uh, the ball. He seems to be doing well with picking up with uh, LaVisca Chenault Jr. LaVisca Chenault. Yes, there is LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark. Chark's, uh, Chark and Minshew combined together for success before in fantasy, but somebody may be sleeping there on their rosters. Keelan Cole, who I think is going to sneakily uh, just kind of like lay there below, but I wouldn't touch Cole yet. Yeah. I would right now look at Chenault, I look at Chark, I look at Minshew and Robinson. Nice. Um, as far as uh, Jacksonville goes, now Miami, Miami's uh, they're they're another little tender thing. You said about starting Fitzy. You yeah. know what? It's early in the year. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with starting Fitzy at all. You know he's going to go out there and he's going to chuck the ball like crazy because that's just what that's just what Fitzy does. He just likes to do that. It just it's been his gunslinger style. So that's that being said, look for Devontae Parker perhaps and maybe even Preston Williams to step in. Gasecki, you know what? Jacksonville right now they give the third most fantasy points the tight end position in the league granted it's only a over two example however I don't know Gasicki had a great game last week with, with Fitzpatrick maybe the, maybe to continue the hot streak like you said David it's still early in the year could be like a could be like a preseason result so I would start Gasicki I would start Parker and I would look at Fitzpatrick I, I, and in this case you know what I'm gonna go I'm sorry to counter you on this one I think Miami covers the spread this week against Jacksonville okay fair so, enough yeah. Um, Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Steelers minus four. This game is extremely intriguing to me because I know the Texans are better than 0-2. They played the Chiefs. They played the Ravens. The one thing is, is the Steelers have a darn good defensive front line. 
The yeah. Steelers have a darn good defense. It's in Pittsburgh. Now, as much as I am saying, you know what, the Texans are good because I, I listen. You you got to start Deshaun Watson. It's just just the way it is. I'm still leaning towards Will Fuller here, and I'm still leaning towards um, the tight end. Glenn, what's a tight end for for Houston? Uh, Aikens. Aikens. I'm leaning Aikens. towards him. Um, yep. I still think that Brandon Coach is maybe a three or four catch game. But in terms of okay. Pittsburgh, you start Connor, you start Ben, you start the receivers. I think Pittsburgh minus four all day long. Okay. Pittsburgh minus four at home against Houston, the Texans. Not the Houston Oilers, the Texans are a completely <laughs> different story for Pittsburgh yep. to think about. So the Steelers are going to say, who are you guys? I don't see anybody over there that scares me going down the field. I don't see anybody like a DeAndre Hopkins. I just see a uh, Deshaun Watson, he scares me. So, you know, I'm going to use my front guys to contain him and David Johnson. Having said that, that's going to leave opportunities open on the outside for guys like Will Fuller. Like maybe this is what you said this week. He, he slept last week. I, I said, Fuller disappears on you. Maybe maybe there's a Will Fuller sighting this week, and this, this week it's in the end zone. I think Fuller goes off this week. He might get, he might get himself uh, uh, a touchdown. Uh, Johnson, probably I'm going to look at probably about 12 points in fantasy. Sean Watson, I'm looking at 22 points in fantasy. I'm thinking about that, he's going to be productive. In other ways, he's going to he's going to hook up with Aikens in the red zone because Aikens to him, I think, is more of a red zone relief, and that's where he's going to find some help there. Um, the closest player to the quarterback is a tight end. What's that? I said the closest player to the quarterback is the tight end. Is a tight end, and that's what that's and that's his relief against that Pittsburgh defense. You know, they're playing at home this week. Like Ben's going to Ben's going to have a good game. Juju needs to come back in a sense and reestablish himself. I think Deontay Johnson continues his leading in the Steelers in terms of the targets and receptions and stuff like that. He'll keep that going. Uh, Eric Airborne, he showed up for a pass or two last week, but I wouldn't get too excited about him. Clay Poole's probably going to come back down to earth this week as far as that goes, but as long as Connor stays healthy, Stell shouldn't be a problem. However, if you think Connor's going to go out early for an injury, hate to question his durability. Look at Benny Snell, too. Junior, but uh, I, I say right now, start Ben, start Juju, start Deontay, and I would probably take a flyer on everybody else. What do you think Steelers, of the spread? Um, they'll cover. Okay, so we both agree on that one. All right, yep. Los Angeles Rams at the Buffalo Bills. The LA Rams come from a scrappy victory, but a confident victory over the. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and the LA Rams come from a squeaky victory from the Dallas Cowboys. That being said, they still held the Cowboys offense short in week one. They manhandled the Eagles. The Buffalo Bills come into this game red hot 2-0 as well. Both these teams 2-0, but again, the Bills manhandled the Jets in week one, and they barely squeaked by the Dolphins in week two. In saying that, Bills are favored minus two. Call an upset special right here. LA Rams over the Bills minus two. Uh, sorry, plus two. Fantasy-wise in this game, again, I'm going to heat expectations towards a lot of people. I'm going to say start Goff. I'm going to say you start Tyler Higby in this game against that vaunted Bills tight end coverage that gave up all those points to Kosicki last week. Yeah. Um, wide receiver-wise for the Rams, you 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 always got to gotta start with uh, Bobby Trees in at least a flex position, Robert Woods. <laughs> In saying that, Buffalo-wise, how do you not start Josh Allen? Josh Allen is on fire, but I think heed your expectations against Josh Allen this week because he ain't never seen anybody like Aaron Donald. He's still going to put up points, but they'll probably be garbage time points. 
Um, yeah. Again, which receiver you're starting in Buffalo is 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 up to you. Stephon Diggs has seen the Rams before, but again, I would tread lightly on Buffalo's offense this week. You have to start Allen, that's for sure, because it's just the way it is. Uh, if you need a receiver, John Brown is going to. I'd say John Brown is going to give you four for sixty. Uh, likewise, maybe maybe five for eighty-eight from uh, Stephon Diggs. But give me the Rams all day long, plus two points. Yeah, um, I'm with you as far as the Rams covering the spread and maybe pulling the upset. Good chance of that. I think Josh Allen. It, it, it's an upset over. because the Bills are favored. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams on the spread, but but let me get to the fantasy part with Allen running for us. I think Allen's been running around all day. Yeah, whether he's running around away from Aaron Donald or he's just running around, he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of points with his legs this week. Ball's not gonna be thrown down the field as much. If it does, I think he may actually throw up an interception or two. So he's gonna be careful with that Rams secondary. Um, you know, Ramsey's back there, but those other guys are playing well as well. Sneaky, I think this team. Um, Diggs is not gonna have a big game because of the fact that Allen's been running around so much. You did point out that he does know the Rams, but then again, they know him as well. Yeah, but they also got um, what's that uh, cornerback that's making all that money? God damn. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is going to be on digs too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, shut down corner. Like, forget that. I mean, if I was going to look at anything in Buffalo this week, I would look at that. The, the the twins out of the backfield there, Moss and Singletary. More maybe I lean a little bit more towards Moss because we have a preference towards them. They fumble the ball a lot less than Singletary. Possibility Buffalo is actually playing from behind against this, this Rams this Rams team. And like you said, you want to start. You do want to start Bobby Trees. Hey, this is his old team he's playing. Maybe yeah. those fields get to show up and say, hey, you know, look what you missed out on. They give me all this money over here, and look how good I am. Don't you like these fingers? Don't you like this? Almost got a ring, Buffalo. Almost got a ring. Almost so, gosh, Woods. Uh, I would look at Tilla Higby, like you said, especially against that vaunted Buffalo defense against the tight end right now. They're laying the top ten, so I would definitely go with that. Leave Malcolm Brown on the bench. Yeah, I, I was just about not to. A good idea. I was just about yeah. to chime in and say any running back from the Rams right now, I'm not confident yep. in. Yeah, exactly. This week, don't bother. Okay, no, so not against Bills. Yeah, we yeah. both like the Rams on that one. La- yeah. Game of the week, my opinion: Las Vegas Raiders against the New England Patriots. Now, where and when? It's in New England. It's one o'clock. Well, one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And the, right. the spread is six and a half points, New England. In terms, in, yeah. in terms of the Raiders in this one, you gotta you gotta heed expectations on wide receivers in this game, and you also gotta understand that Bill Belichick is probably gonna take Darren Waller out. So expect a big game out of uh, Josh Jacobs. Expect a big game out of no no confidence in anybody else. I I, I think if you got Waller, you can possibly start him. Don't expect it big though. Going towards the Patriots. Um, wide receiver, well, again, you, you slide Edelman in there. You you play Cam. You don't play any running backs. I don't believe they believe in handing the ball off. But I will say this. As much as I as much as much I like the Patriots, and it's funny because they must have heard me talking to myself because they just literally put the spread from six and a half to the Patriots to six for the Patriots. It doesn't matter. I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Raiders plus six. Um, I love it. I love what you said, but I'm going to say this. I think it's kind of funny. This is a six-point game. I was going to actually 
Las Vegas covering the spread in this. Um, Beating the spread. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I think, you know, it's it's weird. I, I don't expect an upset. Not in, not in New England. No. Um, but I do expect Belichick. I, I was thinking he would actually target more so Jacobs and Walter and maybe try to get his guys to play more in a box and work on that short game. Force card action, maybe try to take some shots down the field to rug his, his rookie or Renfro, the best route runner he has on the team. But he also has like a new, another another uh, rookie uh, receiver out there, um, Brian Edwards, who's kind of like showed up, showed, up, showed up a little bit last night playing the Saints. But that's a Monday night game for the Raiders, so weird things happen to the Raiders on Monday night. Brian Edwards showed up a little bit, but I think I think that may be a distraction. Belichick's going to try, my, my personal feeling, he's just going to simply say, Derek Carr, you try to beat us with your arm going down the field, because I don't think he can. Gruden against uh, Belichick, it's going to be interesting. Who do you like? Who do I like? I like, I like, I like, uh, like I said, I like Vegas to cover. Um, as far as Fantasy-wise, you know what? I know they're going to be all over Jacobs, but he's going to get volume. So I'm going to pick volume. Uh, Jacobs there. I'm still going to take Walter because I think he's going to get his opportunity to know Belichick's going to have him blanketed and, you know, have his best people on him. I'm sure that's going to harass him all day. And, um, you know, as far as, like, New England goes, I look at Cam for sure. Julian's going to get his share points. And, you know, if, if, if James White is back this week, you know, carrying heavy heart, you know, hey, let's let's plug him in for for something here. But Nikhil Harry, um, Nikhil Harry may uh, come up this week. So look at New England up: Newton, Edelman, Harry, and White. Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons favored four points minus four. Um, I know the Falcons' pass defense is just dreadful. I mean, just dreadful. But. I have 0.0, no, maybe 0.1 confidence in Mitchell Trubisky this week. I don't like anybody from the Bears because I just, Mitchell Trubisky will get you a touchdown, but he'll throw two interceptions. I think by default, you need to start David Montgomery considering he's getting passes out of the backfield. That's what I like from the Bears. From the Falcons, you got him, you start him. I think this is going to be an absolute drubbing. I think the Bears are going to get exposed as the worst 0-2 team, and the Falcons are going to get exposed as one of the best I'm uh, sorry, the Bears are going to get exposed as one of the worst 2-0 and teams, and the Falcons are going to get shown up for one, being the best 0-2 team. I'm saying start Ryan, start the Hurst, start Julio, start Ridley, start uh, Gage. Falcons are going to take this wholeheartedly, and it's not even going to be close. Give me the Falcons minus four. That, Glenn, wow. right there. I'm 2-0 on locks of the week. Denver was my week one lock. The Rams are my week two lock. The Falcons are my week three lock of the week. Falcons minus they're, four. They're, they're in Atlanta too, right? They're in Atlanta. And everything says that they should just walk over these guys. And very bitter for that Cowboys loss. Should be bitter. Should be bitter for that Cowboys loss. I'm, I don't know if I should sit there questioning the, the, the psyche of this team quite yet. They've been in some good games. I mean, they is it possible over 70 points. that you could actually... Yeah, but is it possible that in some weird way... They've never, they've never, they've never, it's still the same coaching staff that lost that Super Bowl game. Yep. Okay. Is there something going on with these guys? I mean, they should win. They should win. But this week, you know what, David? I'm going to take Chicago to cover. Okay. Not that I believe in Trubisky, but I believe in the preseason. And right now we're still in it, as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. So anything can happen. No, so Chicago is going to cover this spread. I'm going to say, and they're going to give me, you know, I'm going to give me, 
um, in this game. Not Trubisky, but Jimmy Graham. Give me Jimmy Graham uh, for fantasy tight end. Believe me, as a, as a plug-and-play uh, surprise start this week. I would also keep my eye open for uh, Corderell Patterson. I don't know why. Just this a gadget just player? Weird yeah, just, just this week. Um, as a flex player, Corderell's flex. Uh, I want to say Anthony Miller, but I'm not going to. Montgomery, <laughs> Chicago. Montgomery, yeah. Give me Montgomery as well. Now, of course, the Falcons. Who do I get on the Falcons? Who would I take on the Falcons? You know, the thing is, who don't you take on the Falcons? Right. You know, let's, oh, let's, just, oh, yeah. let's just go. I don't suggest yeah. Gurley. Yeah, Gurley, Gurley, yeah, Gurley, Gurley had the, you know, Gurley had like 21 touches last week. Him and Gord tied for like about the fifth amount of, fifth most amount of touches. He didn't catch a lot of passes. Attempts. No, he, no catches, no catches. But as far as like attempts for running, Gurley had 21 attempts. Him, him and Gore, and uh, I think he finished only three years behind Gore as far as totals of the week. So, so. Gurley, Gurley, uh, yeah, give me Gurley. I don't know why. Chicago, I'm looking at their their defense. So, Gurley, Ridley, um, Jones, Hurst, Gage. Uh, forget somebody. Oh, yeah, Ryan. You can start with those names in Atlanta if you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's it. So, they, you know. there you hear it, folks. Glenn took the Bears to beat the spread. <laughs> 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 the next Hello. game, Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. I am really starting to believe that the Tennessee Titans are definitely holding some value to being uh, 2-0. and And the Vikings yeah. are definitely holding some value to being 0-2. The Titans have had a rough game against the Broncos. They had a rough game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, in which they were whole handling themselves well for the first half. But again, they're only favored two and a half points here. Fantasy-wise, I'm really starting to believe in Tannehill. I'm starting to understand the Vikings' defense is not what it used to be. Um, Derrick Henry all day long. As to the receiver, if A.J. Brown is there, you start him. If A.J. Brown's not there, you start Corey Davis. I said start Corey Davis last week. He still caught a touchdown. Jonu Smith all, all day long. For the Vikings, I'm not going to recommend anybody but Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Uh, as much as yeah. I want to say, you know, you know what, you know what I'm going to do, Glenn. I'm going to say I'm now because I'm, I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth here, but I'm going to say you can go in confidently starting Kirk Cousins for 250 and two touchdowns this game. But I still think the Titans are going to outman the Vikings, and Titans are going to beat the spread. Are going to, uh, yeah, the, Titans minus two and a half. Awesome. Um, Titans minus two and a half. I would go with you on this one, buddy. Right. Absolutely. I think the Titans are going to walk into Minnesota and surprise Minnesota. Surprise Minnesota. We're here and beat you up like everybody else has been doing. Like the Packers did. Remember Aaron, old man Aaron? Just beat you a couple weeks ago. Just anyway, embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. So they're coming back. Titans are going in. Ryan Tannehill's going to have a good game throwing. Derrick Henry's going to have a half decent game running. He's not going to have this fantastic 100 yard running game, but he'll probably get about 80, 90 yards running and probably about another. 40 carries. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of carries. Um, A.J. Brown, no, I wouldn't worry with. But Jonas Smith, you know, I mean, Minnesota doesn't really like to give up a lot of things, but I think Jonas Smith and Adam Humphreys, David, he's my little sneaker pick this week. Oh, good call. That's a good call. Yeah, I think uh, I think Humphreys going to sneak in for a touchdown. Maybe two. Good Maybe call. Maybe two this week. 
Good you call. Know, so, so look at those guys this week there. Now, I, I'm with you totally on the spread as far as like uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. So, yeah. So get, your, uh, get your hospital beds and your nurses ready. I don't care about COVID. You're going to need it for this game. As the San Francisco 49ers go in to play the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium with the stickiest of fields. Yeah, <laughs> that field that claims a lot of legs. Oh, the field that the field that that can break a lot of ankles. So, uh, 49ers by four points in this game. Uh, again, in this game, I know the Niners are injured, but uh, Glenn, what's a backup for the Niners? Um, oh, uh, what's his name there? Uh, I just had his game on my tip my tongue. Uh, Nick uh, Mullins. Mullins, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The 49ers got Mullins going into this game. He is a capable backup. The yeah. I, I, I understand Kittle may be back, but if Kittle's not back, I think Jordan Reed will be back playing well. He's a capable backup. He's a very you capable know. backup when other he's people are hurt. He's a capable starter when he starts. Well, too. It, exactly. And even if Kittle is back, they're going to have two tight end formations to weigh off the, the fact that they're l- lacking in wide receivers. Hopefully, Mohamed Sanu can show up this game. Running back yeah. wise, I don't I don't care who 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 plays in in 49ers for the running back. Going to the Giants. Speaking of running backs, who's playing running back for the Giants? Again, the Giants have a decent health healthy wise in the line. They have uh, uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. As much as I like yeah. him, he's just not grasping this 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 pressure. The Niners are too strong. I understand they're 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 beat up and they're injured, but yeah. I'm still taking the Niners minus four in this game, Glenn. In terms of Giants, who to play? Uh oh wow. I I don't know who to play for the Giants. I'm not gonna lie. I I really just don't see anybody going off. I don't see Ingram going off. Uh, Sterling Shepard's hurt. Slayton is the only player here due to process of elimination of everybody else. So if you're gonna have to start, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you have Doesn't to start. Doesn't leave as much to work with. No, if Goldman starts this game, he's a good sleeper. Uh, sorry, he's a good sleeper flex pick. But it's yeah. just the Niners are just too strong on defense, and the Niners are just—they're just gonna handle the—they're uh, just gonna handle business in New York, and and the, the Giants are just way—they're just way too injured. I'm sorry, they're—they're—they're they're, they're way too banged up. So yeah. give me the, give me the Niners go, going into going into uh, MetLife Stadium because they were just there. They know what to feel and winning by four. Yeah, what was the, what was the spread? It's four points, right? Minus four, yeah, for the Niners. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think the Giants going to keep it closer than that. I'm going to say the Giants going to keep it to like a field goal. But I do, I do agree that uh, San Fran's going to win. I think Golden Tate, if anybody would look at in in New York, yep, uh, to, to go with Daniel Jones having a little game. Ingram, I mean, I would like Ingram to show up, but I really don't think he will. Uh, Gallman's a sleeper pick, like you said. But uh, if he gets a nod, yeah. San Fran's got a good defense down down low, right? Like those Niners are good up front. The front seven. Oh, no, no. I I understand Boza's out, but the Niners still have a formidable defense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm still thinking, like, you know, like, I mean, they're still going to be good up front. So with New York, I'd actually just probably stick with Jones and Tate um, and probably, like, avoid, avoid the other guys. Uh, against that, against that Niners front, especially because I'm not really sure what San Fran's going to do to adjust. I mean, they just lost four of their top guys, so so I don't know like what they're going to, you know, who they're going to try and what kind of schemes, kind of packages. But I would I 
would definitely say that on offense. Uh, now, if Kittle's back, definitely get Kittle or Reed. I mean, the Giants don't give up. They don't give up a lot of points to the tight end, but in San Fran, they move the ball through the air if you're using the tight end quite a bit. Like you said, if Sanu shows up, that's great, but how long has Sanu been, been there? I mean, he showed up in New England last year, did great the first week, he got like eight points, and then I think he just kind of kept tapped that for the rest of the season. What? McKinnon is, McKinnon I'm, only is looking, I'm only looking for week three. If Sanu shows up week three, that's fine. I'll look, I'll look at the Niners next week. <laughs> right on. Okay, so for now, for this week then, give me McKinnon. Give me Kittle. Um, give me Reed. You got it. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles by five and a half. We, 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 we know the story about the Bengals. The Bengals have lost the last two games. They, 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 they lost a rather close one to the same Charger team that almost beat the Chiefs in overtime. And they lost to the same team. And they lost to the, the, the Browns. Well, only by five points, but a lot of it was garbage time. But yeah. the flip side to that is, is is the Bengals are on the upswing. The Philadelphia Eagles are not on the upswing. They are on the downswing. The Bengals have scored a total of 46 points. That's 23 points a game. Now, I know it's only two games. You can say yada, yada, yada. But they still scored 10 more points than this vaunted Philadelphia Eagles team. Now I I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. Joe Burrow is not how ha- is not happy about losing to Cleveland that close. It was Thursday night game, so he has an extra three games to prep. Uh, I do believe the Eagles are are rather sore after getting beat up by Donald and them, and they're still not healthy. The Bengals are hungry to win because Burrow is a competitor. So I I think you start Burrow. I think you still have faith in AJ Green. Slide him down to a flex. Even Tyler Boyd, I have faith in him. I have 0.0 faith in Joe Mixon. I'm telling you, I just don't like him. But I, I, it's just the way he is. But this game here could be the game where Joe Mixon turns around because they won't be trailing the Eagles because the Eagles are who they are. Carson Wentz in the Bengals. Listen, you can start Carson. He's going to throw to Deshaun. He's going to throw to the tight ends. And you can start Miles Sanders. But I think the Eagles are going to beat themselves. I don't think they're going to be able to start to stop Burroughs. I think that the Eagles are going to be sloppy. But I'm going to tell you, another upset special. Give me the Bengals plus five and a half over the Eagles. Oh, nice. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, Bengals could eat upset the Eagles here. I yep. already wrote down since you on my sheet, by the way. I didn't even like when you started this conversation I looked at it Cincinnati and Philadelphia thinking Wentz is playing the way he is right now since he's playing we just finished talking about Burrow we just saw the connection I saw how Burrow played against Baker on the Thursday night game there I was impressed with how they were doing it seemed to look good so Cincy for sure um, as far as like uh, players on Cincy you were mentioning guys before but you know there's one guy you, uh, you didn't get that I thought was pretty cool and that was uh, Harry back me back saying tight ends again drew a sample oh that's uh, right drew kid. sample forgot about yeah. him good call yeah so he's in for for Azuma. and sample actually he got he got a quite a few targets the other day when he played with uh played with burrow burrow seems to like like throwing to him so i'm gonna say sample's one guy of cincinnati you should probably think about also plug it into your fantasy line of yeah there's nine. that there's that whole tight end depth again yeah but we t- you know we keep going and on philadelphia well gee will you start Ertz, Goddard, two tight ends right there. Yeah, Sanders. You know, I think and, uh, uh, I think yeah. that uh, it's it's now going to slowly be, if not already, Goddard's team there at tight end. By the, yeah, by the yeah. looks of things. 
the transition's happening. Like, you know, it, no matter how you say it, I mean, and, and then Howie Rosen's probably in agreement too because it's going to cost a lot more money next year. So, let's... <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Along with that one. Who do you like in the spread there? Cincy, you said, right? Oh, yeah, yeah David. I, I was all over Cincy. Okay, so Washington goes to the Cleveland Browns. Browns by seven. Yeah. So, the Redskins have... I don't mind Haskins. Haskins, to me, is probably the 20th best quarterback in the league. He's not the worst, but he's, he's still getting there. Terry, he's getting there. Terry McLaurin is a point-per-catch machine, and he's the only option they have there. Now, yeah. running game in Washington, Antonio Gibson, yeah, I think he's starting to come out on his own. Uh, Cleveland Brown-wise, the, 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 the hype is killing this team. It's just always so exciting, and everybody thinks, oh, it's the Browns' year, it's the Browns' year. Well... I'm st- they're still the Cleveland Browns, as and I, I I do have a soft spot to Baker because I think he's better than what Cleveland has produced there. I yeah. do like OBJ and I do like, um, uh, oh my God, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. But one thing that's going to be really really good to this game, and this is why I'm taking the Browns minus seven, is two names, Kareem Hunt. And, oh, yeah. and Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if they don't even throw the ball 20 times this game and hand it down and wear down the Washington Redskins. If you if you need to get in a shootout with the Redskins, it's gonna be it's gonna be dangerous because they got a good pass rush. But look what happened. Yeah. But look what happened last week. Kyler Murray had no problem at all because they he ran the ball. They couldn't catch him. There was a well well produced offense. I think. Not that I think the Redskins are a bad team. I just think the the Browns running game that absolutely wiped out the Bengals last week. I'm, I hate to say this. I'm not 100% confident in it, but I'm going to go with my gun, my gut on this one. I like the Browns minus seven. Ooh. Minus seven. Yeah. At home to Washington. At home to Washington. Well, we don't know about Washington. It's, I mean, it's yeah, the, it's the running game for the Browns. It's too strong. Yeah, you know what? Give me, give me the Browns, Cleveland, definitely. And you know, and then Cleveland here would be starting this week. Boy, they got a long list. Let's take the list that you had, right? Baker, Nick, Jarvis, Odell, Kareem, and throw one more name on there. Austin, you want Austin, to for this one? Austin for this one, Hooper, eh? there's a depth of tight end again. But you know what? He may not, he may not be a bad play against this Washington uh, no. defense there. Right now, they give it the most. They give it, what eight? They're like the eighth most uh, fantasy points of the tight end in the league right now. So it's probably not a bad plug-and-play thing in case you're looking for somebody. Maybe you're in a two-tight end league. He's not a bad play. Washington side, though, I'm only looking at Brady. Tight end again, Logan Thomas for Washington. Terry McLaurin, like you said, and maybe even Steven Sims Jr. Just all the receivers up. I'm not even going to look at their running game with Gibson or Barber uh, or McKissick. I just, because I, I think I just don't think they're going to do much up front this week like that. Haskins, uh, you know, Dwayne may he may have a decent game because of the fact he's getting getting points from his receivers and this, but I think he's gonna he's gonna have more success with Thomas with his tight end. So that's what I'm looking at: uh, Logan Thomas, Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin, and Stephen Sims for Washington. We reached Cleveland as far as covering the spread, and I already gave you all my Browns picks. Just added. Name to your list. We're good. Carolina Panthers at the San Diego. Uh, oh my goodness, at the LA Chargers. 
All right, so let's start Chargers. with Car- Chargers by six and a half. Let's start with the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, who is very accurate. Accurate. He's got a couple hundred yards receivers last week in uh, DJ Moore. And um, uh, what's that skinny kid? Uh, not Samuel. Is it? No, no. Oh, um, uh, Robbie. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Uh, He's got that. And DJ yeah, Moore and Robbie yeah. Anderson. He's got a couple hundred yards yeah. receivers. They lost McCaffrey, but I think Mike Davis is a decent fill-in play there. Um, San Diego, on the other hand, has played two very strong teams. Now, one thing is, is this, is the Panthers have come into this game losing to the Oakland Raiders, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, too, also have, uh, they, too, also played two very, very tough teams. But the yeah. one thing is, is the Chargers are coming from playing um, the Bengals in Week One, which they squeaked by, and they 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 they, they really fought hard against the Chiefs, and 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 again they didn't know about Herbert. Here's the thing: they beat the Bengals by three points. Now, the one thing that's funny about Carolina is the Week One for the Raiders; they were winning the game within two minutes. And against the Buccaneers, they were within nine points of this. They were within seven points before that long run by uh, Fournette. So, yeah, yeah. as much they as the Pan- as much as the Panthers have let me down over the last two weeks, I just oh, this is this is a tough game because I think the Chargers are going to win. But are the Chargers going to beat the Panthers by a touchdown? They just don't have the firepower with Terrell, uh, Tyrod in there. And this could be the game where, um, not Vincent Jackson, good lord, um, Keenan. Keenan Allen just does ju- just finally goes off because the Panthers have a very very bad secondary. You know what? Give me the Chargers minus six and a half because the defense closing down the Panthers is what's going to win that game. And I can just see this is the the this is the day where where Keenan Allen finally goes off because the Panthers wide receiver. Uh, the Panthers cornerbacks covering wide receivers are just lousy. I'm gonna give I'm gonna go Chargers on this one. I hate to say it, but I just think the Chargers are just that good. Okay. Uh Chargers, what's the spread there? Six and a half. Yeah. Um no, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Carolina to keep closer than that. Yeah. Carolina, keep closer. And with Carolina I only got three guys in fantasy picks, and you know one of them is going to be tight end. His name is Ian Thomas. Oh, really? That's, that's, yeah, I have Thomas here being Bridges' um, escape escape route. You know, like I said, he's going to have to rely more on his on his, on his other guys there because he doesn't have McCaffrey in the backfield. So I've got Davis, Bridge, and Thomas as my three. From I think Carolina. because I think because there's no McCaffrey, that Charger defense is just going to feast. Yeah, they're just going to be able to bear down and focus, right? Yeah. But I think this, but, you know, as a response, this may be the only way that Carolina can really respond. So their game plan, and you know, it's going to be at the head. So let's see volume here. I got Chargers. I mean, if Herbert starts, definitely Herbert. Eckler, Eckler and Kelly, the two running backs. Um, I'm not really touching, I'm not really touching uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, or Mike Williams or Keenan Allen yet. Uh, I want to I want to give them one more week before I see what happens with those guys mm. as far as the downfield thingy. But I mean, he looked good last week, but I don't know who's playing this week. So I'm going with Eckler and Kelly, the running backs, and if, if Herbert starts here for sure. 
the yeah. New York Jets go to the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. The Colts by ten and a half. That's a big spread. Isn't that it? is a big spread for the Colts who have the um uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. They, they they beat they, they handled Minnesota last week and then the week before they they get handled by the Jaguars. So yeah, this this game here as much as as much as I think the Jets are bad because the Jets lost week one by ten, they lost week two to the 49ers, a banged up 49ers by 15. The Jets have no problem losing by a lot large amount of points. <laughs> I I, I yeah. hate I hate to say this. But I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell the listeners this. The only person I'm going to recommend for the Jets is going to be the only person that's going to justify them beating this spread. And I'm telling you, if Jamison Crowder plays and is and, and is healthy in this game, the Colts will not win by 10 and a half. Okay. Okay. In saying yep. fantasy-wise, the Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers is going to give you a mediocre basic day. Right. Jonathan Taylor, I think, will do okay. Yeah. And then didn't say great. He could possibly get you 100 yards and a touchdown again against the Jets. Receiver-wise, yeah. T.Y. Hilton doesn't look convincing. Paris Campbell is injured. Michael Bennett Jr. Keep an eye on Michael him. Michael Bennett Jr. Okay. Okay, so again, like I said, give me the Jets if Crowder plays. Give me the Colts if he's not playing. But right. if you needed a decision now, I will lean towards the Jets. Okay. Gotcha. I'm with you there. Uh, ten and a half. I like. I mean, I, I'm confident Andy can do it. I just don't know which Jets team is going to show up. I know, like you said, they just got beaten up pretty bad the last couple of weeks, right? But this is the time. This is the week they respond against. You know, what used to be at a, an old rival in their own division a long time ago. Colts and Jets. Colts got a decent. Colts have a have a sneaky good defense. Yeah, they do, and that's. That's that's the thing though. They're sneaking good defense, but um, you kind of that that first week against Jacksonville, Jacksonville was that a little closer than it should have been. Um, Jacksonville won. These guys, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, are they are they as, they should win this game? But did they go to sleep with games that they should win? Because they should have. I thought they should have won the Jacksonville game too. Yeah, absolutely. They were up a lot, seventeen points, I think. Yeah. So uh, ten and a half points um, at home. Phil, just don't throw an interception. I'm going to go with the Colts to cover the spread, David. But I got a bad feeling Phil's going to do something to screw that up, Lee. So, I'm just going to Colts. See, Glenn, again, just like what lured me away in that Bronco game is that stinky half a point. Yeah. You know? I know. I know. I know. I know. He's just just an interception waiting to happen, though. So, that's what scares me. But, okay, give me Rivers in this game for the Colts, buddy. Give me Jonathan Taylor in this game for this Colts. You know, I'll even take a little T.Y. action, but I definitely want me some Mo Ali Cox. Oh, it's you know, a Mo Ali Cox, do you? I figured yeah. you'd say, at one point, you would say one of these days you wanted a little, <clears throat> you just threw Mo Ali in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a really, when you look at, think about that name, that's a, okay, you know what? Maybe they can bleep out that whole name later when you think about it. Mo Ali Cox. I shouldn't say that that lad down here. Anyway, so let's just move along here. What I got, the Jets. Who do I got on the Jets? Now, you said there's only one person on the Jets you would even think about. That would be Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I know I know you available. love Frank Gore, so go ahead and say him. Well, 
No, I mean, the Jets were probably playing from behind. Right. Right? So Frank's game is done because if you can't hand the ball out to Frank, he's not going to do anything for you but block because you're not going to throw it to him. Right? You're going to try to throw it to the other running back, whoever that may be, Kalen Ballage. Yeah, you got from like Kalen Ballage, Miami. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, not, not confident in that. The Jets, wow, buddy. Aside from Crowder, there's nobody you're really interested in there. Um, That's it. I just want Crowder. If Crowder yeah, plays, and if Crowder yeah. doesn't play, I'm taking the Colts in the spread. I'm telling you, the Crowder's going to yeah. make a difference. He's not going to make a difference to win, but he's going to make a difference to two or three points. Yeah. You, you know? know, if you're betting on it, yeah, you're going to wonder if Crowder is there or not. So keep that in mind. Glenn, game of the week, in my opinion. Okay? Yeah. Game of the week. Dallas Cowboys go into the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Seattle Seahawks by five. Give me the Seahawks, buddy. Again, in in saying this right now, in saying this right now, I understand that Dallas came back and beat Atlanta, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything bad about their 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 determination to win that football game, but you cannot make mistakes like Dallas did against Atlanta. You can't do that against Seattle. <laughs> You'd be buried real quick. Three. They can't, they can't count on coming back on Seattle like they did Atlanta. And Pete Carroll will, if you're drowning, Pete Carroll will come up to you and put his foot on your neck and push you underwater until 60 minutes have gone. Now, in saying that, Seattle has a god-awful pass defense. They have given up, in the last two weeks, 60 points. 60 points the Seahawks have given up. Yeah. So, I mean, you you you, you take that for what it's worth. So, fantasy-wise, usual suspects. Dak, uh, you put in Cooper. Zeke, of course. This is a little Gallup. sneaky one. I, Gallup, Gallup too, but did you see what Julian Edelman did to Seattle out of the slot? Yeah. Is C.D. Lamb the slot receiver for Dallas? Because if he is, C.D. Lamb is a nice flex position here to play. I would just start him anyway. Oh, I'd yeah? Put, uh, uh, all the boys going downfield from Dallas, with the exception of Schultz, get started. I say with the exception of Schultz because I think I think I think I, I don't think we're going to see him as much in this game as we did the last game, but we're definitely seeing those three flyers down the field and with you know, a lot of Zeke. Seattle, you Seattle know. wise, you definitely start. Uh, you definitely start Russell. Like honestly, Russell, start Russell on your bye weeks. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Car- Chris sure. Carson goes in because it seems like. Carlos Hyde goes in there to spell Chris Carson. He doesn't look like he ever goes in there to take over for Carson. Chris Carson's no, also the pass catcher, one. too. Um, you DJ, um, uh, not DJ Chark. Um, DK Metcalf goes in. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett goes in. Um, Greg Olson. You know, I don't, I, I don't no, see no, starting him with confidence. Olson, not, not, not Olson. Like, I mean, I'm always up the tight end, but not this time. No. And the, yeah. there's there's that rookie, and then there's David Moore. I think you can yeah. look at David Moore, but I think all hands on deck on Seattle. As Seattle takes this game by five or more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Russell's going to have multiple touchdowns to multiple players there. And you like Seattle, you said, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Glenn. Definitely. 
here it comes. Do I have the cojones to do it? Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers at the Denver Broncos. Buccaneers by six. Bucks by six? Bucks at Denver? At Denver. Give me the Broncos. Fantasy-wise, Tom Brady Fantasy can't wise. stand playing in Denver. I was going to say He Tom, hates it. You know, they have, they have a successful, they have a winning record against that guy in the playoffs, don't they? Denver does. Denver has a winning record against Brady, period. Yep. The only game yeah. that Denver lost against New England, well, not Would the only one. New England. Would, no, no, no. They lost in Denver. Matt Castle oh, was a quarterback. Man. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, so. Oh, he probably didn't have trouble with the air. Fantasy-wise, <laughs> give me Brady. Uh, you, well, you know what? Don't give me Brady. And if you do have to start no. Brady, expect 180 yards, a touchdown, and interception. That's what. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's all yeah. you're going to get. Um, yeah. Now, Winston would have a better game there. Who? Seamus Winston would have a better game there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, give me Mike Evans for sure. Okay. Especially if um, God Chris Godwin not. can't go, which I think Godwin's going to go. But in yeah. terms of running back, I just... Can you play Fortnite right. with confidence? Yeah. yeah. You yeah, can? absolutely. Here's the, last week, yeah. here's the tricky situation to all this. Denver, no offense, hands down, plays in your offense. Hands down. Yeah. Wide receiver-wise, Jerry Judy is a PPR machine. I could see him getting six catches for 66 yards. is 12 points. Yeah. Do you play Jeff Driscoll? Do you recommend starting Jeff Driscoll? No. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna get a lot of production. But I mean, if you want a lot of points, if you want to go, go over eighteen, over twenty points, like over twenty points, I don't think so. I mean, he'll think. I think Driscoll will probably be in that fourteen to fourteen to eighteen range as far as like fantasy. When you're looking at Yahoo's Yahoo numbers, mm. um, but uh, you know, I, I think Tampa going to play games is balancing. Bouncing. He's got Gordon in the backfield too. That's exactly another point. You played Gordon. Glenn, all day long, take the Broncos plus six in this. Yeah, I'm all over the Broncos in this. Denver has lost two games this year. One to the Titans at a total score of 16-14. They lost to the Steelers at a total score of 26-21. This Denver is a scrappy team. Vic Fangio has them fighting. I know they're they're down Miller. They're at home. They're down Miller. They're down uh, AJ Boye. They're down Locke. Now Locke is not such a big upgrade over <laughs> and down Sutton. Oh and down Sutton. God. And they're down Lindsey. But yeah. they have a healthy offensive line. They yeah. have str- oh their defensive line. Wow, Jarrell Casey and that uh, big chunky guy who blocks the field goals. Um, uh, I'll, case, uh, I'll get his name eventually. They have a strong <laughs> defensive line, but Jarrell Casey leads. I mean, they are dangerous, and that is why yeah. they are keeping these games close. Give me the Broncos plus six all day long. Yep. You like Denver too? Oh yeah, yeah. I said so earlier because you know what? They just <laughs> really like yeah, like that's 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't sound like a really good explanation, but no. Denver at home. Denver at home. I, I look at these things. They're Raiders on Monday night. Denver at home against a team that's 
trying to basically get his footing. They're in the third week of preseason. It's Brady. He's old. He's not yet. He's not so used to his receivers yet. They go into Denver. We's not. We's not really had a lot of success. So I don't expect a lot from from Tampa this week. You know, that's the short of it. Move, yeah, I don't expect a lot from them either. They 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 yeah. they got lucky against a a Carolina team that was that was literally limping into the field. Yeah, undermanned. All right, Glenn. Yeah. Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. The, De- the Detroit Lions have actually put up a promising 44 points this year, 22 points a game, and that's that's saying something. Stafford, they go into Arizona. Stafford's frustrated that he, that they're losing games where he's putting up these points. They get smacked by the Packers last week. I don't think uh, I don't think their head coach is going to last too much. But fantasy no. fantasy wise, you you have to start Stafford. You have to maybe yeah. throw Swift in there again. Galladay, I'm not going to recommend Jones Jr. I'm not going to recommend Galladay because if he comes back, it's a hammy. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is another reason. But yeah. heat expectations on Detroit. You put Stafford in because you'll find a way. Um, yeah. Going to the Cardinals, you start Kyler Murray 110% out of 100. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, you start D Hop for sure, and in this game, I'm not even going to suggest Larry or anybody else besides Kyler and Hopkins. And I'm taking Arizona minus six all day long in this game. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's a good pick. Arizona, Detroit, there at home. I have to go with you on this one. Um, Arizona is going to going to cover the spread, win by a touchdown. Um, I'm going to go with their guys. I would say Hopkins. I'd say Drake. I'd say Murray. Like you said, um, even even Larry maybe shows up for for a cup of coffee, has a, has a, has a touchdown in there or something. I think Fitzgerald's going to get about ten points this week on fantasy. Um, yeah. Now we're looking at Detroit. Now. Five for fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're looking at Detroit for fantasy, and you know I'm going to actually pick uh, Marvin Jones 